Hello, welcome to another edition of The Cheesemies Cancelled. My name is Trace. And I'm Leo. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast. What's up, y'all? My name is Grayson Villanueva, and I play Tay Young in Four Town in Disney Pixar's Turning Red. We are super excited to be talking about Turning Red, the new movie on Disney+. And in today's episode, we will talk about why Filipinos are Korean stand-ins. How Filipino moms are still not impressed, even if you make it into a Disney movie. And if it's Turning Red or Turning White. If you haven't watched the movie yet, make sure to go check it on Disney Plus. But here is the trailer right here. Let's go. I'm Maylin Lee. I wear what I want, say what I want, 24 7, 365. I know, it's a lot. But I don't got time to mess around. Am I right? Four town. This is gonna be the best year ever, and nothing's gonna get in my way. Already? What did you say? Our ancestors had a mystical connection with red pandas. Are you kidding me? This little quirk brought us in our family. Oh. You're so cute. Sick. I've always wanted a tail. I'm a freak. We love you, May. You're our girl. <sighs> Whoa. You're you. Any strong emotion. Yeah. We'll release the panda. Abby, hit me. (gasps) Do you know how dangerous this is? You'll get whipped up into a frenzy and panda all over. (laughs) O-M-G! My whole life I've been perfect little May May. But maybe I like this new me. Mama's girls. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> it's gonna be me. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. How exciting. That's, that's, um... That's really cool. Congrats. That's very exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, when did you find out that you were in this movie? All right. So I found out I was in this movie in December of 2020. Okay. December 2020. Interesting. Yeah. Did you know what it was? No. They just said it's an animated film. You didn't know it was Disney? No. The only thing that I knew about the gig was that it was a SAG animated film and <laughs> they were looking for boy band voices. So I submitted some like demos of me singing boy band songs. And then heard nothing for three months. And then three months later, I get a text from a vocal contractor and they said, hey, Disney's going to call you this week. And I just like freaked yeah. out. <laughs> so when you recorded it, when you filmed it, did you meet 
your boy band members? Yes. Um, so we were actually, everything was COVID safe and we met in person. Um, so the other boy band members are, boy band members, are Phineas O'Connell, um, Jordan Fisher, Josh Levi, and Tofringo. And the five of us make Four Town. Uh, weird, <laughs> weird thing there. Um, but yeah, um, we met in person. This was all before vaccines were even available. Mm. So um, we were all in this giant soundstage where each of us had our own individual vocal booths. And they all had windows so we could see each other and, and interact with each other. Um, and that's how we ended up putting the songs together. Yeah. Did you know the storyline at all? Um, so I didn't know the storyline at all. Um, I knew who the director was and I was familiar with Domishi's work and Bao. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was super excited about that. Um, but I didn't know what the story was going to be. Um, we didn't even know, uh, or at least I didn't even know who was writing the music up until like we got the demos maybe a month before. Um, so I got an email that said like, Oh, like, just very casually mentioning that Phineas and Billy are yeah, doing yeah. it. Like not even like a, an announcement, just like in the email, very casually, not even saying Billy. I was just saying Billy saying on. Oh, really? I was like, what do you <laughs> First mean? Basis, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I check it and like all the demos are her singing all the. No way. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to see the yeah, light yeah. of day, but um, it, was, it was really cool. Um, so, yeah. And then um, worked on it for like a month and then um, got into the studio and recorded everything in two days. Nice. When's the first time you heard everything? You heard like the final product? Oh, uh, March 1st. <laughs> so the day of the premiere. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure other people had like early access, um, you know, uh, other cast members yeah, and yeah. like other people who worked on the film. Um, but me personally, like wasn't until the day of the premiere. Yeah. When you get to the movie theater and you're sitting there like, what am I about? Am I, am I in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I going to sound like? <laughs> you know, I will say from my previous experience of also being in a film. <laughs> We for Pitch Perfect, we had no clue like what we were like how much of the movie we were gonna be in or like what was gonna actually air until we got to the premiere and we're saying, like, Oh my god, this is it. Like this is what <laughs> like, when it when it plays. And then it was actually like ten seconds, like we were barely in the movie. But it was like it is shocking. It's like the craziest feeling of like I have no idea where this is about to go. Just kind of leading up to the premiere, thinking that, oh, it's gonna be a theatrical release, but then Disney went and decided it's gonna be releasing on Disney Plus instead. Um, and I'm just glad that, you know, it's out and people can watch it safely because at the time it was like, oh, Omicron is like surging and like, we just don't know if it's going to be safe. So yeah. yeah. Has your family seen it yet? My mom and dad have seen it. They watched it recently. All right. So this is where maybe it's going to be a little, uh, uh, what is it called? This is going to be a, the theme of the podcast. Uh -huh. Okay. Just okay. Stuff. Um, so this movie, Turning Red, is about like, you know, generational trauma. Mm -hmm. Um and um it it you know it it, it talks a lot about um an over uh, an overbearing mother's relationship with her daughter. Yeah. Um for me, um my mom is sort of similar. Oh yeah. Um and like going into music is not a normal thing for Filipinos to do unless it's karaoke. Mm -hmm. Like it's never like a career choice. Um and so one of the things that I recognized um, when my mom told me that she watched the film um, was that it was not like a good job. I'm so proud of you. It was like, I couldn't really hear you or like, oh. I couldn't do this. And it's just like, it's just like, oh, I thought they were going to be selling your merch. Uh, I couldn't find your character. And I'm like, I just want to hear like <laughs> that. I this was enough. You yeah. Know? Like and it's, it's it's so hard to to even like express that and like 
I don't know. Like, I just wish I could hear that from my mom. Yeah. And it's like, this is Disney. Like, how much more can I do yeah. like to do this? But I, I, I recognize that, like, um, you know, there might be just some things that we'll never really um, get through with one conversation. Yeah. And so um, that's something that I'm hoping to do with my mom more and like kind of understand our relationship together and help her understand that I'm like not trying to live my life to please her, but to live my life to please myself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm the only one who has to live with my own life. And as long as I'm happy, then that's great. Wow, we're getting to the cheese meats yeah, fast. We're getting to the cheese meats fast. That's literally the opening line of the movie. It's like the first thing that they say is honoring your family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And it's like the last line too. The last mm-hmm. line. I remember that last like hit me when it was like, like, are you like, that's just like, we can like, we're going to about living our lives. Like, are you cool with it? And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, that's like, that's the whole point of it. So that's really cool that you get to like, I mean, I would imagine this is not like a, great like a lot of people are going to go through this experience you know of like having to i mean you're sitting with three people that all do non-traditional you know career paths as a filipino um you know and honestly this was not like the cheese me angle that i thought i was gonna like go (laughs) into with this but um i mean it's it's really interesting that you that your parents are like watching the same thing like did they talk about the storyline at all of the how it like it's like strangely similar to what's going Um, on right now Not, not really, yeah. <laughs> actually. A lot of it was just like trying to focus on like what I had done in the film mm-hmm. and all the questions she was asking um, ended up leading to, well, you, it sounded good. The song sounded great. I, I, like, I'm proud. Yeah. But like it had to had to go through that process. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I just wish <laughs> like maybe like maybe watch the film one more time. And yeah. Maybe we can have another conversation about it. Yeah. Nice. Um, That's funny. Yeah. You know, the cheesemis angle that I was thinking was going to come from this was, um, you know, you play, it's, I mean, I don't know. You're playing a Korean guy yeah. in the movie. Sure. And thoughts? Yeah. Like, what do you think I mean, of that? <laughs> th- this has definitely crossed my mind. Um, and uh, to share a little bit about the, uh, what is it called? The time of the production that I was brought in. Yeah. Characters were already developed. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really have a choice in or a say in what my character would be or would look like. That being said, I'm just happy that like the boy band looks diverse, mm. you know, like the fact that um, my character Young is the nod to K-pop yeah. is like really great already. Um, and obviously, like there can be room for um, celebration for that diversity and also still room for growth. Yeah. Um, so my hope is that there will be a Filipino story that we can tell and that, you know, we can accurately cast that too. Um, but that being said, like I, I knew very little about the film going yeah. in by the time I was in, they were, they had already designed the characters and, um, Domi, she, um, said in another like interview that she was inspired by the K-pop boy bands that she was listening to. Right. And so that's where they heard it. Yeah. I mean, that makes plenty of sense. Um, I will say also just like from Philharmonic stuff, like all of the cool opportunities that Philharmonic gets mm-hmm. is because they couldn't find a K-pop group to do it. Mm-hmm. So like Pitch Perfect 2, our cameo in that is because they wanted a K-pop group and couldn't find one. Same thing with, um, we were in Christmas Story and we, mm. there's like a scene that is like infamous, like it's like racist against Chinese people. And so they were looking for Chinese singers to come do this part and they couldn't find us. And they're like, eh. like oh, next best thing is like we can find a Filipino group. Mm. And like, it's just interesting for me, like the cheese angle of this was 
like it's cool that we can get these opportunities when we can like obviously like when you're offered an opportunity to like be in a pixar movie it's like of course you're gonna take it right yeah. but like i often feel like especially through philharmonic that these like filipinos are like we get these opportunities because they couldn't find the korean yeah, what they wanted like the korean the representation choice. yeah which i don't know i think it's on one hand it's cool that they are giving filipinos that chance to like fill in for the asian like stereotype <laughs> that's missing that stereotype the asian like i don't know representation that's needed there yeah. and like at least it's not going to like but like at the same time like it would be it would be nice there's two problems i think it represents right there's like they should be able to find korean singers that could take that part not in this case i mean mm. like it, it, it's like if you're gonna try to have a korean character like they should be able to find korean actors and like why is that a common thing that's like I've, that like has happened to me so many times mm. you know on the other hand it's like well why can't i just have an opportunity that's like filipino like i mm. want to be a really like full-fledged Filipino character that yeah. comes out. But. Yeah, I mean, I think the other part of that is, is like, it's interesting that this movie centers on, you know, Chinese culture. And anytime a Filipino story happens, you know, or even something like Moana, they all get grouped. Yeah. Right? You have Moana mm -hmm. is grouped, and then you have Southeast Asians are grouped with Raya, and then, oh, right. like, then we don't get our own story because we're still a second choice where mm -hmm. we have to be combined into a category to become like marketable mm -hmm. um, versus this, where you have this like very Chinese protagonist and you're seeing a lot of that culture. Um, I just find that interesting. Hi, I'm Neil Dimapilis. Come listen to my podcast called Five Minute Social Media Tips with Neil. In this podcast, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, and strategies on social media in a span of five minutes. Available in all major podcast platforms. Powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You know, in the second part of this podcast, we always talk about, because typically we're reviewing things that One Down has made. And mm -hmm. we talk about like what we would have done differently had mm -hmm. we get a second chance at it. Obviously, when it's a Pixar movie, it's a little tough to be like, what would you have done if you made this <laughs> Pixar movie differently? But um, I guess like big picture, like what did you think of the movie? I think it's great. Yeah. Like the, the like the film is especially at the end, like free therapy. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the thing that you need to hear. Um, and maybe if you haven't heard it before, it can really tug at your heart. Yeah. So I also I loved it. And I would be the first person. Yeah, you didn't even like Encanto. Yeah, no, I would be very <laughs> like I'm not just saying that because Grayson's here. Like I am I'm very blunt with like when we review things. I loved this. I thought it was so great. And it was like it was authentic in like the it told like a real Asian story. And mm -hmm. at the same time, it was like just a nod enough to like culture and feel like it was like there's representation there. But it wasn't like a stereotype, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. I loved like that in between that is hard to walk. Right. Because it's so easy for us because we do it all the time on this podcast to complain about like, well, that wasn't good representation. Mm -hmm. Or like, like we want more, but like not like that. <laughs> but like this one, I was like, oh, this was this was perfect. Like I loved the the um the in-between that it walked yeah yeah i agree i mean i remember when we had talked about it because the trailer came out my first thought was they had turned 
May May into a white girl. Right. Yeah. Because if you if you take it out of context and oh, you yeah. just see like you see her Asian self and then when she becomes the red panda, she all of a sudden is the ginger. Oh, yeah, her hair um, changes. Yeah. That's right. And she looks like Irish. she literally looks yeah, like, she looks like a white right. girl. Yeah. And I was so confused. It's like, is this turning white? Um <laughs> no, but I think the cool part is is like you really see the significance of Chinese culture in in multiple different ways layered where it's not too in your face. Like um, one of the things I heard is her, the translation of her name is beautiful rose and they utilize, of course, you see like the utilization of red in so many different forms. And then Mm -hmm. of course, like the, you know, you see culture weaved into it. I think that was super cool. Also, it's, it's low key, the same story as Hulk or like she is Hulk, but she's (laughs) when she gets emotional, she turns into (laughs) a monster. Yeah. That's just one of the things. I'm not going to complain about that one. We just were, in our last episode, we just complained about how Shang Chi and Raya were the same story. So I mean, turning red and all being the same, I'll let it pass. That was no, and, and I guess the okay. The other thing is because the other chismes part of this mm-hmm. is how people often say that in Disney movies they always turn people of color into animals. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where we. Where we land on this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But I will say... At least like, it wasn't a dragon. Like, at least she didn't turn into a dragon. <laughs> that one, I would have been like, all right, three times too much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I mean, I, I get that there's been a lot of stories. Here's the thing. I would be, I'm very excited for a movie that has an Asian character that they don't turn into an animal, and they don't say the word ancestor one time. Like, I just want one <laughs> movie where they don't say ancestor. But in the meantime, I'll take it. Like, I didn't mind the way that this one was like, subtly brought in mm-hmm. and because like there's a whole part of, like that's so like central to all you know asian cultures is to like and like how to like respect mm-hmm. your elders so, like i guess ancestors has to be thrown in or else we'll complain about it. it's not being accurate representation <laughs> but um i i do look forward to the day that there's a main character that doesn't say ancestor one time yeah i i think some of my favorite parts like the moments that really made me laugh is those relatable moments where they have these like tints of Asian culture that Filipinos also could relate to. Yeah. I, I remember when I first um, showed Four Town on the TV, <laughs> the mom goes, oh, those hip hoppers. <laughs> Which is something my mom has literally said oh when gosh. I joined a dance team at UCLA, those hip hoppers. <laughs> and I laughed so hard at that moment. There was just so many other moments that like when when all of her, her titas yeah. come in. Oh, that, <laughs> that is my favorite so iconic. scene. Yeah, that that is my so favorite epic. scene. Yeah. I loved how they look. Like her grandma looks like my grandma. So. Oh, yeah. Scar and all. Like. Oh, not the, not the scar. Not the scar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of it that was like I think, and it makes sense too. Surprisingly, this. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure this is the first Pixar movie directed by a woman. Yes, that is correct. That's mind boggling <laughs> to me. Like that is mind blowing. That like this, there was supposed to be one for Brave, and then she got taken off the film, mm. and now this is the first one, which is like whoa. Like it's crazy how much. I don't know how refreshing it is to see. I was like, this one feels different. And then you look, it's like, yeah, it's different. It's like, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine like her being like having that Asian perspective too, on top of that was. Helpful. Well, a lot of it was also embedded with her own identity because yeah. she's, she's from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you watch Bao? Because I really liked Bao, the short yeah. that she mm-hmm. made. But I remember I had like mentioned that to a friend of mine once. I was like, oh, Bao. I was like, oh, that's the scary one, right? And I was oh, like, because... huh? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she eats <laughs> yeah. the kid at the end. And I was like, you missed the point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> completely. <laughs> but at the same time, I think like, I don't know, like that was nice. I don't know. Like the that reaction, like that seems horrifying. It was like, well, and I feel like people that like 
Asian people that watch that are like, oh yeah, that's how I feel all the time. But like my mm-hmm. mom was like suffocating. Yeah. And so I, I I can see why other people that like aren't familiar with that feeling feels like that's like that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's just that's middle school. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was I thought it was horrifying too when I was a kid. Um and like when the mom was driving on the bus, like in the uh not driving the bus, the um the mom is like hiding behind the tree when she's <laughs> at school. <laughs> All those like super overbearing moments. I feel yeah, like everyone was like, oh man, I like too close to home. Well, one of the things that I was seeing people review is that they felt that those were a bit too extreme. No. Where she was too no. overbearing. No. I don't know. I expected I expected you to hate that. <laughs> no. I think that was so accurate. I don't know. It was a bit extreme. Like when she <laughs> sees the picture of her drawing and she goes yeah. all the way to the drugstore yeah, okay, and she's okay. like but at the same time when you're that age it feels that dramatic like okay, even yes. if it wasn't that like obviously everything was heightened she was like yeah. the size of a stadium like it's yeah. just like it's supposed to like feel like that i don't like she also was a panda you know like we can ex- like suspend belief for a little bit <laughs> that like yeah she did drive to the 7-eleven and piss off like the the cashier okay, yeah <laughs> um but that's how it feels when you're that age right like it feels like your mom just ruined your life here's an example when i was a kid once like i was like i had like a stuffy nose and I remember saying, like, I had trouble breathing. And so I was like, I can't breathe. Like, I literally have, like, a cold. So I have a stuffy nose. My mom, like, came and picked me up from school because I was like, I can't breathe. She's like, he can't breathe. <laughs> I was like, I just need to Wait, that's your mom being nice. That's not her embarrassing. Yeah, I know, but I was, I felt a little embarrassed by it. Yeah. And, but in that moment, I felt like my life's over. You know, like, this feels like I have to move. Yeah. Everything's bigger. Whatever. Yeah, everything's bigger. <laughs> you know? No, and, and I think that's the thing. Like, I, I saw some people describe the movie as, like, it had low stakes. Yeah. In terms mm-hmm. of the storyline and like you don't feel as if they are in true danger because the stakes are low. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I will say that I appreciate about this is if you're in the actual mind of like an eighth grader, everything is like so serious. Yeah. Like that that four town concert is the most important <laughs> moment in her life. And I think understanding that in context is the key to understanding like the whole storyline of the movie. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that, like, we haven't talked about, like, in part of the movie that, like, you want to, like, share while we're here? Like, any, what's a question that we should have asked you? A question you should Like, what's something we didn't talk about that you, we should have asked you about? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Um, I will say that after having gone through um, a lot of press for this, I felt that a lot of the weight of representation fell on my shoulders. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Topher is Vietnamese, and he's one of the other characters, and he, you know, shared um, some of that as well. But um, I felt by the end of, like, talking about it so much that um, it started to feel like the word representation didn't have any meaning to it. But I I, I don't want that, you know? Like, I I still want it to have meaning, um, and... Um, what I wish I could have said more outside of like these like little 10 minute interviews that representation is important in front of the screen and behind. It. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we're going to get more stories like Filipino stories that, and like m- more stories like Turning Red that are authentic, that are not pandering um, and that center universal things that we all experience as humans. Yeah. So. As like, you know, I could imagine that when you're going through all those interviews, like as the Philippines, like, what do you think about <laughs> yeah. this movie? It's like, yeah, li- so, so literally the, 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 uh, the last uh, journalist that interviewed Fortown um, was um, it was ABS-CBN. Oh, really? And their question Young Chavez? Uh, was I, it Young? <laughs> I cannot remember. Yeah. But but they said, Grayson, what does it feel like to be like 
the hometown's hero or whatever, <laughs> something along those lines. And I just thought that's a lot of pressure to yeah. put on one person's shoulders. And I literally said that because it's not just on me. It's yeah. got to be everyone. We have to like work as a team and not like work in silos anymore. Yeah. And it feels dumb. Like whenever like we get asked that for like the harmonic stuff, it's always like, I don't know. Don't ask. Like, I don't want, don't take my answer for like doing anything. I have no clue. And so, I, yeah, I think there is a lot, like just the more people that can ask that question, more mm-hmm. people that can answer that question, yeah. it feels like you have less pressure. Yeah. You know, I was sure like one down is the same thing. It's like as a Philippine, as the Filipino media company, what do you think? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I will say there's not that I've, looked at the credits which i probably should there's a lot of filipinos that work at pixar mm. studios and we've in animation yeah yeah, in animation and we've met with some of them mm. i'm very certain that there's a lot of filipinos that have worked on this film that ha- we haven't heard their perspective mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's actually very common for filipinos to be animators mm-hmm. which i did not know I, until I, i'm learning that now <laughs> it's, it's crazy we did a whole episode about it on cheese meat you should check it out Hey, Joe and Rika here. Are you enjoying this episode? Hope you can also check out our podcast where we talk about a bunch of stuff that we're currently into, our topic of the day, and we can also answer questions from you. Anything Goes! Anything Goes with Joe and Rika is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Check us out after listening to this one. All right, so before we go, Grayson, is there anything that you, where can they check you out? What, what do you have coming up next? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at hello color gray, G R A Y. Um, and things coming up, I cannot say at mm-hmm. the moment, but stay tuned. <laughs> nice. Exciting. Um, well, before we end every episode, we do have a little segment called A Medienda where we give a little media snack of something that we've been watching or listening to okay. that we think that they should also check out. Okay. You get it? Like, Miranda. Oh. Media, <laughs> media snack. Media. Like a little okay. something that you're watching. You have a, a media snack? So Leo, you go first. No, I don't want to. You Actually, go. you two go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I have think to go first. Okay, my Medienda for this week is a Leia Salonga medley on the Philharmonic channel that actually releases today, so once you finish this podcast, go ahead and go on to YouTube, Philharmonic, and check out Leah Salonga, who is the OG Filipina in Disney, because she was Jasmine and Mulan, and you'll see the iconic songs from those movies in there. So check it out. That's my media. There's a lot of really cool collabs in it. It has Alyssa Navarro, mm-hmm. Jules Aurora, Anatalia V, and Nicole from TikTok, you might know. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good medley. Um, my media end for the week is a podcast from the LA Times called Asian Enough. Um, it um, talks about all these different nuances of being Asian. Um, they have some really cool interviews. I got hooked on it at first because um, the Kamala Harris interview they did um, back in 2020 uh, when she was, I think she was running for president at the time. Um, and yeah, Asian Enough, it's a really interesting podcast from the LA Times. Grayson, uh, what's your medienda? My medienda is, um, I think it's a show that's been out, but I have recently been really loving it it's called what we do in the shadows oh nice i love that show. It's so good it is so funny did you mention that one yeah i, probably, I think that's been my media end of before uh, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's got to be my favorite show of all time like, wow yeah I, I it's it's new but it immediately got me hooked um the elevator pitch for it is it's like the office with vampires yep. like <laughs> i don't know how else to describe it like a mockumentary 
for vampires. Um, but I love it. It's it so good. the humor is good. It's like very mundane until it's not. Yeah. Like it's all like all of a sudden like fantasy and then like boring. <laughs> like it's but so funny. Good. Yeah. My favorite character is the energy vampire. Yes. Because the second I saw that, I was like, <laughs> I know so many of these people. I know exactly who they're talking about. It was, Colin Robinson. Yeah, it's so good. Um, um nice. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for checking out another edition of The Cheese Me's Cancelled. Make sure to follow us on Spotify where we have new episodes every single Friday and we stream every Monday night on Hulu. So until next time, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.